Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Pretentious Conversations podcast. I am your host Val, and joined, I'm joined by uh, his co-host Josh, and uh, I am and this living is our... Hey, <laughs> shut the fuck up! <laughs> let me let me announce the thing. All right, all right, this is our tenth episode. Yeah. Very mon- monumentous occasion for us. We finally reached double digits after. More than a year. Two years. So, close to two years. Uh, close to two years, yes. We started the podcast last February. It is now August. <laughs> and we are at 10 episodes. That's, that, you know, you realize it's not even like an episode every two months. You know what they say? What, what the, what's the saying? Like, it doesn't matter uh, how far you go as long as you, you walk. It. <laughs> what? <laughs> No one said that, but that's my quote now. What a way to start the 10th episode. So, Josh said something very interesting. He has been living La Vida Loca. So, would you care to share about that, Josh? So, yes. Um, I actually just got back from a trip. Uh, my family and I went to Spain. And we did a lot of things there. Mostly work. Ate good food. And I haven't talked to Val since... No, we have we've since Spain. Since Spain, we we weren't talking every, like all throughout my Spain trip. So, yeah. Yeah. So what you're hearing about Josh's Spain trip is my first time hearing about it as well. Yeah. What I the only thing I know about Josh's Spain trip is that he didn't sleep with any men. To my disappointment. I, I, I unfortunately, uh, Spanish men just weren't into the Filipino look, nor the women. So, that's. <laughs> Yeah, Josh put his best foot forward to seduce the men. Yeah. It did not reap any benefits. I literally went on my knees so and jo- just grabbed the guy by the waist, and uh, they weren't into that. <laughs> Pulled down. <laughs> Josh tried aggressively pulling down <laughs> someone's pants. <laughs> he almost got arrested. Yeah. But uh, we were back. We didn't get deported. So, yes, I am back again in the Philippines, which is why we weren't able to record two weeks' worth of content. It's because I was out of the country and I couldn't bring my setup. So now, now we're here, and and Josh, Josh, let us know what did you do in Spain? What was like the the banger moments of being in Spain? The banger moments of being in Spain. All right, first things first. I think the biggest culture shock of going into like a European country is the fact that they don't wear masks anymore. In Spain, yeah, really. no one, no one was wearing a mask. It's weird because you're required to wear masks in public transport. Like if you're in a bus and you're not wearing a mask, the driver will kick you out. But as soon as, but if you're just walking, but if you're just walking, like no one is wearing a mask. Like no one, no one is wearing a mask. Yeah, and in the Philippines, it's like everywhere you have to wear a mask, right? Yeah. So that was like that was a very big change. I remember coming into the country, and then, you know, we were. I was new to it, so I I, re- I really didn't know what to do, and I noticed like, while walking in a mall, people, some people were like looking at me, because I was wearing a mask on, so I felt like the odd man out, so I decided that I wouldn't wear a mask for my two weeks trip, so, <laughs> yeah, I did I like. Being able to walk around, seeing the sights without a mask on, you don't you you think that it wouldn't matter much, 
But you you end up like really missing the novelty of not having something on your face. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Also, it's like you know, wearing masks makes life hard to breathe. Life hard to breathe. It makes breathing in general hard. But I can imagine, you know, you go to Spain and the the norm there is no one's wearing masks. So when they see you with a the mask, they'll be like, "This motherfucker has COVID. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm not going close to this man. <laughs> like, I'm not touching him. I'm not." Making any contact, I'm staying away. No, but you know this. Yeah. No, no, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Do you know the situation in Spain? Do they like are, how how low are their cases to just like have that be the normal? Very high. Huh? Apparently, they have high cases in Spain. It's just that, but they just don't give they a just shit. Don't give a shit. And it's wow. weird. It's weird because I got COVID in the Philippines. And I was wearing a mask all the time. And I go there for two weeks and I didn't get anything. Like, nothing. Well, I mean, it, it, it's in the, like, the same with diseases. Like, if you've had it once, your immune system is more prone to resisting it. Maybe that's what happened. Maybe. Yeah, pro- probably. Probably. Maybe. So, that was like one of the biggest culture shocks. And I, I talked to someone who lived there. And she mentioned that COVID to them is like nothing. Like, it's pretty normal. It's just like the flu. Yes, it's like the flu. Like, oh, you get COVID. Okay. You, you, like, you wear a mask and you apparently you don't even have to, like, quarantine. Apparently. Like, that's the mandate they have wow. is that if you get COVID. So, if you have COVID, you just wear, like, a mask. You wear, and wear a mask. You just go about living your Yeah. You don't have to isolate or anything. That is crazy. Yeah. So. Maybe they have. Yeah, maybe they have high cases but like a low mortality rate. Maybe that's like the situation in Spain. Because that's the only reason I could imagine just being like that calm with a, like a global pandemic. That's the thing. They had the highest mortality rate. Like you remember back when COVID just started? Oh. They had like a bunch of elderly people die. And like as soon as that ended, everyone just went like back to normal. So... They uh, said, Yeah. They said rest in peace and then they just said, All right, fuck it. The masks are off. It's your time. But, but the, <laughs> it was yeah. your time to go. Yeah. You know, you know how when people die from COVID, people become more wary of, of like contracting COVID. But these people probably realize, hey, life is short. So let's live good lives, not long ones. And so they took off their masks and, and did as the Spaniards do. And it, it's like, the 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 scary part about it is that you're coming from a country where you you're required to wear a mask everywhere and there's this panic about getting covid right and as soon as you get there there's like thousands of people walking down this shopping district full of tourists like a shit yeah, ton no of social tourists no social distancing no mask no mask like i it's it was like such a big culture shock to me and like the people there also very they're 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 ex- like extremely more liberal than the people in the Philippines like you'll see guys just walking down the street without shirts on just like touring around the place you'll see women with no bras or like see-through clothes just like casually strolling by and no one cares and in the Philippines it's like a big it's such a big thing when someone does that, 
right? Like it's, I feel like that's very yeah. ingrained in the culture. So yeah, I think that's like the What's society. We're very conservative. Conservative. That's what I'm looking for. That's the opposite of liberal. How was the air in Spain, Josh? Was it hotter than the Philippines? So fun fact: there's a heat wave in Europe right now. Maybe that's why they're not afraid of COVID. Maybe. Like, the heat's just naturally k- killing the virus. Yeah, it's killing the virus, right? Yeah. And I don't know shit about science, but I think that's how it works. Maybe. maybe You microwave it long maybe. enough, right? And it's good to go. Yeah. If, if you're coughing, just do it into the microwave, and then the germs are going to die out from the heat waves. Yeah. So The gamma rays. Madrid is actually like we didn't go to Madrid, but Madrid is like at forty degrees Celsius oh, like every day. But Barcelona was around twenty nine to thirty five degrees when we were there. So it's it's pretty similar to the Philippines. It's just that they had more wind. So yeah. Uh so it's like it kinda makes up for the the heat or the temperature. Yeah. But it was like it was still like really it's like scalding hot. Like I would uh, I, like I would sweat buckets every time I was walking around the city, but it was a unique experience. Did you t- did you traverse Spain shirtless? No, I do not have that confidence, God. and I'm pretty sure it, some people out there would not appreciate me walking down the streets without my shirt on. So this is why he didn't sleep with any men. Everyone, everyone listening, if you want to sleep with a man in Spain. Just take off your shirt. Just take off your shirt. And yeah. when in Spain, that's it. That's it. Good food. I have no empirical evidence. Just take my take my word. How is the food? All right. What is your favorite dish in Spain? <laughs> cochinillo. No. Um, no. It's fun fact. We actually went to a cochinillo place. And like uh-huh. almost all the waiters and waitresses were Filipino. <laughs> That makes sense. Yeah, so that was a pretty fun experience. But I think like that was uh that's the best one of the best like food that I was able to eat in Spain was probably like the arroz negra which is essentially like, oh? um it's uh it's a paella. It's it's the squid ink paella. They call it an arroz negra in the restaurant. Ah, okay. It's it's a yeah, it's the black uh, paella. Yeah. It was really good. Like it was f- fucking amazing. You have to try. Like if you haven't had paella in your enti- in your entire life, El Nacional in Paseo de Gracia, get the arroz negra. So good. It does sound like it. I've I've tried I've I've tried that dish, but not not in Spain, of course, in the Philippines. But it really is a it's a good paella. Yeah, paella. Hamon Iberico croquettes everywhere. Like you get you get tired of it after a while, just because they have it in every restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> they also serve alcohol in every restaurant. They serve they serve beer in Makdo. They serve beer in Makdo. They serve beer in Makdo. That sounds like a nice place to live. Are Makdos like another? Are they? Are they like as abundant in Spain compared to like you know other countries that have that abundance, or are they like a rarity? Uh, I didn't really notice. Like I, you know, I, I didn't really go to Spain to look at all the branches of McDonald's that they had, but I'd say that compared to the Philippines, we definitely have way more McDonald's branches, at least in Metro Manila. 
Yeah, no, that makes sense. Yeah. Spain. You have anything else you want to share about your Spain escapades, Josh? Ah, yeah, we went to the beach there. Okay. Naked women. They were like bare naked, like butt naked. No, no, they were they were topless. Topless. Yeah. Okay. Like there was there was a girl who was playing volleyball in the beach, like topless. And that was a pretty unique experience where, for me, just because. Where were you looking, Josh? Huh? Where were you looking? The, the guy she was playing where were with. Where you looking? <laughs> uh, you see, this is this is Josh's commitment to to the podcast. For for reference. When Josh, in the two weeks that Josh was in Spain, the only thing we ever talked about was what he'd bring home for me. And I'd say, Josh, at first I said a keychain or like an accessory. And then I changed my mind. I said, Josh, we're coming to our 10th episode. What I wanted to do for me and for the podcast is to sleep with a man so we can talk about it during the episode. So you see, even amidst the presence of topless women, Josh kept his eyes on the prize you have to stay dedicated to your craft pal. it's all about commitment. exactly this is our 10th episode we couldn't you know we, we had to try to pull out all the stops and unsuccessful but you know that you can hear the the passion in josh's voice to be back for our 10th episode after <laughs> after almost two years after almost two years uh Oh, wow. Topless women and topless men. Topless men. Lot, yeah. Hey, hashtag free the nipple. Free like, the nipple, yeah. Free the nipple. Isn't wearing, isn't wearing bras like bad for women's breasts? Or I, I think they they fuck up the, the... They fuck up something about the boobs. I, I, That's what I know. I don't know. I don't have to wear bras, so... Hold up. I will Google it. Why are... Why is... Why is wearing bras bad? Okay, wait. Doesn't it have like it weakens the chest muscles, promotes sagging. Oh, I thought it prevented sagging, sagging backwards. Excess wet yeast or fungus can make wearing a bra quite uncomfortable. I sure hope the people listening do not have breast fungus. So, uh, yeah, yeah. Apparently, it weakens the muscles of the of the breasts. I thought it was. To, <clears throat> I thought it was supposed to prevent sagging. I guess not. We should get a woman in in this podcast at some point. We should get a woman in and and yeah, a woman who's comfortable with the topic matters of this podcast. Because if we bring on just any woman, we might be on Twitter the next day <laughs> uh, for our remarks. So let, let's there should be an, we should we should the make case. them sign an NDA every time we try to get a guest. Yeah. <laughs> Like you cannot incriminate the hosts, no matter what we discuss. <laughs> and that's our that's our excuse to just talk about the most fucked up shit in the world. So but, uh, another thing, uh, yeah. No, I was just gonna ask like what's been going on with you because I haven't talked to you either. I've been seeing your stories though. I've been making music. Oh no. Yeah, I've been I've been going out with with a lot of my artist friends and just jamming and like you know messing around. But here's what I want to talk about before I talk about me. Josh, you have an automated room now. Yes, the lights and the curtains are automated to some degree. Can they be hooked up to Bluetooth? I don't think so. But I did buy 
LED mm. lights. So. Whenever we transition to a video podcast, <laughs> uh, it's it's gonna be the vibe. <laughs> Look, yeah. Also, we might have a quality of life change. We might be able to do that because Josh just moved into a new place, and and we're looking. You know, being professional podcasters, we're really trying to set up uh, a professional workspace that really captures the essence of our show and and just to provide the highest quality. Of content to our all our listeners. It's literally just a and... dark corner in my room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be me and Josh like cuddled up in a corner because <laughs> there's no space. No chairs, just on the floor. Everything is. Just yeah. the mic. <laughs> there's only one microphone. <laughs> there's only one microphone. We can't even afford to. Like the lighting is so shit. We're like recording from. Not even an iPhone. We'll probably do like a Nokia. And that could be an aesthetic, though. That could be a look. It could. That be. could be a look. It could. Hey, we'll see. Like, send us an email. Yeah, send us an email. What do you want to see? And 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 lo and behold, maybe maybe it'll happen. Yeah, I was really looking forward to the automation in your room. I would have loved for you to be like Siri. Fuck me in the ass, <laughs> and like a dildo just pops out of your bed <laughs> and just starts pegging you. <sighs> See, you set mood lighting and everything just turns red. (laughs) (laughs) Siri, you know what to do. (laughs) Like a dildo just pops out (laughs) of like a compartment and then the lights just go red. I feel like there is somewhere in the world there has to be a room that has been automated purely for like that kind of shit. I refuse to believe that that does not exist. It's just a fucking iPhone set to vibrate just shooting itself into an ass. (laughs) It's not even like a dildo or like a vibrator. It's literally just an iPhone. <laughs> it's an iPhone. It's an iPod Nano. It's an iPod. And, and then Siri's like talking there and he's like, oh yeah. <laughs> you like this, don't you? You little whore. That has like so. <laughs> Siri, what's my name? Big Daddy. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> But I, I, that has to exist. That has to fucking exist. So, um, here's what we can do. Since it's our tenth episode, uh, we can we can just talk about how the podcast has been for the both of us, I guess, throughout the almost two years. We've been doing this for such a long time. <laughs> for such a long time, putting so much effort <laughs> and so much time into this project that you know. I think we just need to reminisce and appreciate all that we've done. Yeah. All nine episodes. <laughs> We're so fucking useless, dude. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you, since I went on that um, monologue about Spain, yeah, I, th- I think you can go first on this one. Okay, so just to give a, a brief background to everyone listening... Um, we actually, when we first conceived the idea of doing this podcast, we really wanted it to, to be the shit. Like, we asked a friend to teach us how to edit. Um, you know, I was thinking of like, oh, should we make like an intro music, like other podcasts? We even, actually the thing, the biggest thing is we had the doc where we were supposed to compile ideas and topics and all of that kind of shit that 
you know, would make us flow really cohesively. And we did. We did. Our first ever attempt at recording an episode, we did, I think, have at least a rough outline of what we were going to talk about. And then when we recorded it, it was the most unnatural <laughs> shit ever. <laughs> it sounded like, like the type thing. of thing you'd record. Yeah, like the type of thing you'd record for like a class project. Like, you know, you're reading off of a script. Everything just sounds like you're just trying to get the grade. You know, there's no passion. There's no anything. And so when we stripped the idea of, of, of you know, using a script and having an outline, things became a lot more natural. So much so to the point that during the first few episodes, we would actually like throughout the week at least try to look for something to talk about for the episode that we were going to record. Nowadays, it's more of like, hey, you want to record? Okay. <laughs> and then we just start recording <laughs> the episode. So, what time are you free today? You know what? 5 p.m. Do you have topics? <laughs> now we'll figure it out. <laughs> no, what time are you free? 5 p.m. Okay, G. Joke lang. I can't. 6.30 p.m. <laughs> there are some days where we're like, okay, let's record the episode today. And then one of us is just like, Bukasa? Do tomorrow. And... Maybe maybe that explains the, the time discrepancies between episodes. Yeah. The the but, let's do it tomorrow lasts for maybe like a month of just every day going. Wanna record? Yeah. Nah, I can't. <laughs> let's do it tomorrow. And then it just fucking goes on for like two months, three months. But as as a you know, as masters of our craft of of of, of podcasting, you know, we've been doing this for for almost well, for like one and a half year or more, right? You know that's how good we are. We don't even need like topics. We'll just say fuck it, let's record and 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 we'll just make magic out of it. What what is that saying? How many hours do you need to be a master of something? Ten thousand hours? I I dude, I don't think we've spent ten thousand. We've spent ten hours on this. <laughs> no, Actually, no, no, no. This is the tenth is, hour. Is it, is it on ten thousand hours? I don't know. How long <laughs> do you need to master a skill? Wait, let me check. He said six months. See, it usually takes six months or more to develop a new skill. And it may take... Okay, this is the wrong one. Okay, it takes ten... What the fuck? Everyone's saying <laughs> different things. But yes, I think the, the basic one is, is 10,000 hours. So... It's not about Josh, the destination as long as you walk. <laughs> <laughs> so we started February, right? It's August now. So how many months has that been? 12 plus... Plus five? No, plus six. So it's 18 months, right? 18 months times, say, 30 days each times 24 hours. But if you think about, you know, podcasting as, as living a life that allows you to podcast, we've spent 12,960 hours on our craft. So we're basically masters of it, is what I'm trying to say. And we are, you know... I think I think this is such a privilege for all of you listening to hear like true masters of, of the craft just just show how beautiful of a art <laughs> form this uh this this truly is. We're such masters that our last episode only got six please. <laughs> <coughs> hey, you know what? You know, Sixth place, it's more than five. And, and and more importantly, Van Gogh, one of the greatest artists of all time, his art was never appreciated, nor was it given that much attention. 
So maybe when we die, we're gonna get like an <laughs> influx of viewers. We're gonna be like, damn, this is a cool podcast. Can can you can you imagine becoming part of like world history as two fucking idiots who decided to record every three months, and will be on a museum? It's just the Spotify code. I <laughs> and with with like with like what do they call like a bronze or no no golden busks of busts of us. Like right beside, and then we'll get like Banksy to do our, our, our podcast art, and that's gonna be like in the National Museum of History, National Museum of History. <laughs> that that has to exist. We'll make it exist. True, true masters of podcasting. We I think we've loved this episode more than we've ever had for any episode so far. What do you, how we flopped this episode? You fucked up the quote at the beginning. That was my quote. I can't fuck up my own <laughs> quote. I fair enough. Fair enough. That's how much of a master I am, Josh. I can just think about like such thought-provoking um, phrases like that. What did I say? It doesn't matter uh, where you end. The destination. As long as you as long as something like that. Yeah. Something yeah. like that. Something like that. You know, for everyone listening, you let that simmer in your head for maybe like 30 minutes and, and you'll realize that as funny as it sounds, I I do mean it. Yes. Yeah, you, you, can, you can mean it. It doesn't make it make more sense than it already did. <laughs> you know, there are sometimes the best things in life don't make sense. Just like much of the, most of the things we talk about on this podcast. <laughs> Well, I, like, I, I, I can say like, well, well, I can say and mean it and it still wouldn't make any sense <laughs> but that's what I said some of the best things in life don't make sense if you find pure joy in going <laughs> then, then you know it doesn't have to make sense to other people because it, it matters to you I would love so let's go back to the idea of, of having our podcast cemented in the, the grounds of history because lo and behold, I think we do be- deserve it. As um, people who've spent 12,000 hours uh, on this podcast, um, I would love the reason for us to be in that museum is because we predicted that NASA astronauts would have sex in space. Or because of our cum jar. Oh, you know, or our because, discussion because we talked country. about the common jar, not because of our common jar. Yes, yes. Thank you for clearing that up. That's very important. Uh, our our discourse about the common jar. What if? What if? Okay, hear me out. And I want to be the first person to make this fucking to make this fucking claim, so that if ever someone does it, it will be us who can claim all the credit. I don't care if we're like you're dead for fifty years. Someone has to find this podcast and. And cement us in history. The first people to have sex in outer space, the man has to pull out and come in a jar. <laughs> so it'll have... It'll, and, and like, put a moon rock in it or some shit like that. So, so we can have one of the greatest... We can be the people who conceived one of the greatest cum jars in history. Conceived the idea, conceived the idea. Of, the, of the greatest not, cum jars Not you and history. me. Yes. Not you and me. <laughs> That's our big announcement for episode 6. We're going to become NASA astronauts to make the greatest fucking cum jar in history. I'm sorry if you guys uh, didn't know. That is 
That is our life goal from now on. All right. My my prediction is that by the year 2060, there will be one astronaut out there who comes on the surface of Mars. Therefore, how would that work? Making Mars a cum jar in and of itself. The biggest gum jar in history. Alright, here, here's my counter prediction. In the year 20, 2150, um, what's that movie? The, the thing about going to the Earth's core? I don't know. Um, <laughs> that's a, you know the movie yeah, I talk about, um, right? Shit. I'm Googling it. What's it called? Uh, movie, movie to the Earth score. What the Journey to the Center of the World by Josh Hutcherson. Is it? Yeah. Or no? Yes. Is that, is that really? Is it? Is it a journey to the center <laughs> of the Earth? Is this <laughs> one? I think it is. I think it is. Or are you talking about okay. the core? No, the core. The core. The, the core. core. Okay. What is it? Movie, movie about. Going to the Earth's core. The core. <laughs> the core. I just the said core. the core. I thought you were talking about like, like the Earth's core. Like I was like, I thought it was a question, not a hooky statement. But yes, thank you. After all of the the the, the confusion, my prediction: twenty one fifty, uh, astronauts or and the greatest minds of the world will have to um, drill to the Earth's core. And some nut job is going to nut in the Earth's core, making him the all father <laughs> of the planet, a modern day Adam, <laughs> so to speak. He will be therefore known as Jesus. <laughs> the, the Earth will now be known as the Kamja. <laughs> so, <laughs> after years of calling it the Earth, it'll just have a new name. There's someone nutted in it. Again, if any of these ever come through, I want to be like we'll be like the modern day Mayans, essentially. Except the Mayans were shit because they predicted the world would end in twenty twelve, and it didn't. So, you know what? We we might be better than the Mayans. Although I don't, I'm gonna knock on wood and hope that the Mayan spirits aren't gonna curse me for saying that phrase on our podcast with like six listeners per episode. Maybe for the hundredth episode, we should make our own Mayan calendar. Oh, that would be great. What would be? We'd be like eighty by. <laughs> <laughs> we'd be dead. We'd be dead before we get to hundred. <laughs> our hundredth episode is literally our like our last breath <laughs> on the deathbed. We just we just tell our families like, please, you have to upload it to the Pretentious Conversations podcast channel. <laughs> Like, those are our last words. It's not like I love you to any of our like family members. It's just like please put put up the podcast episode. Can can you imagine having to tell your family members the email and password for the account? <laughs> yeah, I was about to say it. I was about, I was to, about say, to say like, it too, but then I realized like, we have to post I this. Like, yeah, we're, this is a yeah, we're, this is this is a public, this is a private podcast. Oh no, it's a public podcast. So that means. Anything private. My brain lagged. Anyway, we can't say it. That's it. Yeah, we can't, That's it. We can't yeah, yeah. say it. Maybe at some point do you think when we give is... up on this. That's true. Maybe for our 50th episode, when me and Josh are 50 years old, we're going to be like, <laughs> one episode no, we've year. had a good run. 
<laughs> we've had a good run. Um, but you know, we want someone else to take the mantle. That would be really cool, actually. I would love to see a podcast just like retire, and then their last episode is just them giving the account details. We could be the first. That would be pretty fucking dope. We could be the first, exactly. We'll be like the first communal podcast to make up for our shitty <laughs> upload schedule. <laughs> we'll release it to the public so they could release episodes in our speed. Okay, here. We'll be the first podcast let, let, let's talk. Um, community. That's true. That would be dope. I think that could work. But we're not ready for that yet. I feel like, you know, this is still our passion project as masters of our craft. You know, we can't just give it to any person who's has not done a podcast before. So, you know, yeah. to keep the integrity of the podcast. We have to keep our credentials um, confident. Co- confident? What's Confidential. 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 We've been out of school for two two weeks. My brain has. We, we, uh, we can't has upload signed. this, dude. Like, <laughs> we, we can't. What do you mean we can't upload this? This is a great episode. Uh, this, this is a, a great episode. Great tenth episode. Exactly. So, Josh, you know, after after jo- like joking around a bit, let's talk about something serious. Right. So, a friend of mine asked me the other day. Do you believe that there will be war in our time? Yes. Like while we're still alive. There's, really. already, there's already a shit ton of wars happening in our time. No, I mean like 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 let's say like a global scale war. Well we're twenty. Twenty one. Yeah, definitely. I feel like it. What makes you say that? Because I said I answered the the other thing, the opposite. People are assholes, dude. Yeah, like, but do you believe, like, in a world that's globalized, where we have, like, the United Nations, we have, like, these global powers that kind of work in unison with each other, do you think that there would be a global war? Yes, if we keep going into this path of, like, anthropocentrism. Because so, like, at some point, like, the environment or... resources are going to run out. Because we keep abusing it. And at some point, it's going to be a fucking bloodbath to fight. Like, it's going to be a bloodbath for those resources. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. But do you really think it'll scale? Like, the, the like it'll happen? Like, the worst-case scenario just occurs? Because my argument towards why a global war wouldn't occur is because we live in a global world where, you know, it's no longer countries having war with each other for resources. It's countries being interdependent knowing that resources are sparse and some countries produce resources more efficiently some countries produce um products and services more efficiently than others so we kind of live in the like a era where things are or where countries are more codependent rather than independent where they don't just vie and you know go to war for certain resources or certain things they learn how to like cohabit with the other countries in the world do you think that's not enough to stop a global war. The fact that we're like so codependent in the world we live in nowadays. Why be codependent on a, another country if you can invade it and start producing it yourself? Okay, but here's my here's my counter to that, right? 
let's say you fuck with one country, right? And there are many other countries codependent on that. Would you would you think a country would be willing to go to war with every other related country that you know has a stake in the country that you're initially planning to invade? Because look at look at Russia and Ukraine, right? A lot of countries are just like stopping whatever they send to to Russia because of what they're doing to Ukraine. Mm. Do you think that's worth it to like invade? Do you think or maybe not? Do you think we'll have a leader in our time? will say you know fuck it i don't care it's it's worth the risk it's worth going to war with other countries just to invade this country i think more than resources it's going to be more of an ideological thing like resources are definitely going to play a role into like why a nation would be willing to go through all that trouble to do that right But I think yeah. it's more it like more than anything it's it's an ideological thing. But you you'd think you think that we live in a time where people would go to war over ideologies. As in as in like you know not not like bashing another country. I mean like full on weapons, full on like arsenals, militaries going to war with with one another over ideologies. I mean isn't that the entire reason why Russia is invading Ukraine? I actually don't know. I don't follow. It's because <laughs> I don't follow that story. Uh, I, as as far as I know, the reason why that's happening is because Ukraine wants to be part of NATO, mm-hmm. and Russia doesn't like that because Russia is not part of NATO. So, once once Ukraine joins NATO, it's gonna be right at the border of Russia, and Russia feels threatened. That's why Putin. Like they'll be absorbed into NATO as well. It's not that they'll be absorbed. It's just that if they, if the other side ever does decide to like do anything related to like military engagement, it's gonna be right at their border. Whereas if they have Ukraine within their scope, it's like a middle ground. It's a buffer. It's a buffer for the other countries. Ah. Uh... Yeah. So. Yeah, th- there you go. Like that's an example of an ideological thing happening. Do you think the okay okay, let let let's scale it down to more like short term. Do you think the Russia Ukraine situation will deter countries from going to such a situation like that, or do you think it will inspire them to try it out themselves? I think it will inspire some countries. There's there's new there have been news recently. That China is ramping up its military forces to invade Taiwan, like they are mobilizing their is it, forces is it, yeah. to invade Taiwan. That's the rumor. Wow, what 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 is the country that that China refuses to acknowledge as like legitimate? Taiwan. <laughs> oh shit! Uh, there you go. <laughs> is it because they they consider Taiwan to be a part of them, or like, yeah. what's the deal with China Taiwan? The deal with that mm. is, um, fuck. Oh, if I remember my history correctly, when there was a war, there were two forms of government that wanted to form, and so instead of fighting with each other, one of the leaders decided he'd go to the island of Taiwan and he'd set up his own government there. While China is China, right? Ah. Uh. And then now China is saying that. Taiwan is part of their 
territory. And of course, Taiwan doesn't want that because they want to be independent because they don't agree with the Chinese government and the things that they impose and the things that they do. So I think the agreement has been is that it's like I feel like I think it's 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 like us here in the Philippines with uh, ARMM. Mm-hmm. It's like it's an autonomous region, right? But it's still under the Philippines. It's not its own country. So I think that's the same setup with what's going on in Taiwan. It's that they have their own, they have their own elected leader, but ultimately they're still considered as part of China. But the people in I Taiwan I... are like fighting back against that. I think I remember. I think now that you mention it, like I think I talked about this in one of my like law classes about how like Taiwan sees themselves as like an independent, like a sovereign state. Yeah. But China does not. Yeah. Recognize them to be such. Yeah. It's like Hong Kong. I think it's pretty similar with the situation in Hong Kong. Do you think that would ever escalate the global scale, though? Or do you think that, like within our times it'll always be just like two countries kinda butting heads over like whatever purposes it might be? Do you think it will ever have like a World War Three situation? I think it's likely. It, it really depends on how each side reacts. Cause look at what's hap- look at what happened in Ukraine. Like Russia is defending Russia is defending what they're doing by saying that there are people in Ukraine who are like coming to them about the atrocities that the Ukrainian government is doing against its people. And so that justifies them invading it to restore peace. Clearly that's bullshit. Right? Or maybe maybe there is, but it's not as bad as they made it out to be. Or at least it's not enough of a justification. So, and then look at the reaction. Ukraine was asking for help, but since it's not a NATO country, a lot of people in Europe were very skeptical at first. And even the US wasn't, like, they don't want to directly aid Ukraine by sending troops or anything like that. Because if okay, here. America gets involved, that's a fucking world war. Yeah. Here's my next question. If a world war were were to occur and, and, and knock on wood hopefully it doesn't what do you think social media's role will be in the whole you know escapade it's gonna be a fucking propaganda machine in what sense like I expound because I, I feel like I, I don't understand exactly what, what that means I mean uh, you know you know how ah wait are you, do you mean to say like it'll be a way for like governments to kind of push the people of the country to support what's being done yeah definitely in the scheme of the wars I mean if you think about it like lo- look at look at what happened World War 2 right Goebbels was yeah. a great like propagandist of, of, at the time like one of the like biggest douchebags in history but also you cannot deny his skill when it came to the fucking propaganda machine that the Germans had and they didn't have social media back then I feel like now with the fake news and all that it's it's a more it's gonna be more spread 
but there's also that counterbalance of like you get to have access, access to information. Yeah, you get more access to information, so you kind of yeah yeah balance it out. Okay, here's a here's a here's a follow up question. What do you think World War Three would look like in the in the age of memes? In the age of memes. <laughs> in the age of memes, right? Because because I'm wondering, you know. Yes, there's false information. Yes, there's access to information. But what about the people who just want to make fun of shit? Imagine if World War Three were about to happen and then it just got stopped from the because of the production of memes about its possible occurrence. God damn, that's a first. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. I, th- <clears throat> I, I think, I don't know. I, it, it's just so interesting to consider the idea of a world war happening. During the age of the internet, yeah. and I mean, yes, I, did the internet exist back in World War Two? It did, but like to a small degree, right? I don't think it did. Like, oh, then, then, then there you go. What happens if a world war to, were to occur with the internet nowadays? Because I mean, w- when my friend first initially asked me the question of "Do you think war would happen in our time?" he he mentioned how you know a lot of the wars going on right now are more of like secret wars in the in the sense that they're more over information. Yeah. Instead of like resources or ideologies, they're really just trying to get you know more information from other countries, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But also, you know, it made me think, you know, what happens when we live in an era where, you know, I think about it. If World War Three were to happen, there would be memes the first day <laughs> it, it fucking starts. Yeah, probably. People would be memeing the shit out of it, and. And that's and that's and that's crazy to me, because I mean people have made memes over every serious thing that's happened. The COVID pandemic was no joke; it it was something that rocked the world, and, and people meme the shit out of it. I didn't see any memes regarding Ukraine, though. Or maybe I was just on, really? like on the wrong side of the internet when it was all going down. Well, it's still going maybe down. I'm pretty like... sure. Yeah, I'm pretty sure there there's a like, you know, there have been like. <laughs> There have been fan edits of like that one Ukraine soldier who was just like found to be like badass or so whatever the fuck. He, I can't remember exactly what he did. Remember, you go on TikTok and, and, and yes, there are clips like capturing the actual news of what's happening. But there, there are fucking fan edits of Ukrainian soldiers. <laughs> like TikToks about the war. And, and, and to me, that's insane. Maybe that would Imagine be like... Should, like at the time of humanity's lowest, me- memes about it would represent like the brighter side of things of life. Of life. Yeah. yeah. Can you can you imagine? Can you imagine if that were the case? In the worst case scenario of the future, World War Three occurs, and then we'll have like a museum of the like, national remembrance of like the good times about or like the the brighter side of things during that period. And it'll just be filled with memes. And it'll just be filled with memes. Uh, he's the, he's the, it's a good thing that you mentioned the clips that you see on TikTok and like YouTube. Now that I think about it, doesn't it ever make you like think how those memes, regardless of like whether they were made for content or some other purpose, it shows you the humanity of each side. Like when you think of war, when you think of soldiers, you think... What for us? It's like Call of Duty, video games, like the, the movies we watch. They're all. I think that I don't think the general people think of Call uh, of maybe, Duty. But when, you know, when you when, think of soldiers, you think like 
these men who are built to fight. You think of warriors, yes, fearless yes. and all that. But then you see these like kids our age fighting for their country, smiling, having a good time despite whatever whatever's going on. It kind of brings the, like the humanity back. To the I don't think I've ever seen a kid smiling. We <laughs> no, fighting. No, because I've seen like the clips of r- Ukrainian soldiers like really just enjoying their time with their friends while they're fighting in a war. Like not in a not in a I gunfight, definitely. But like when when nothing's happening, when they're just chilling, they're all just you know cracking jokes, smiling as they fucking fire an anti-tank missile to a Russian tank and then you know yeah people die definitely and war is never good but those clips kind of like bring back the humanity of these of the people we think are built just to kill you know it reminds you that each side have, have like actual genuine people on them so maybe that's like one of the good things that might that memeing might do in a war, you you kind of you're reminded I, that they're actual people. I think the 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 juxtaposition, wow, big word to that to that whole idea is that what if through social media memes, war is romanticized to be like, oh my gosh, these people are having so much fun <laughs> firing anti-tank missiles, shooting AK-47s at the opposition. What? I wanted to like join the war. I would support the war if our country were to start. Where we dropping boys? That's the other end. <laughs> Where we dropping boys? <laughs> you got a kid, like he has this whole like spetsnaz, or no, that's probably like too high end. But like his whole military uniform, everyone has like an M4A1. He has a fucking pen and the paper. He's like, I'm a bit ninety on this motherfuckers. <laughs> they won't even expect it. There's a gold growl. That's trying to, <laughs> like, like his gun is fucking modern. Like he has he fucking put the camo on it. <laughs> He's like, oh yeah, yeah. This is a gold scar, you know. What I mean, it's a, it's a plasma fucking USPS or some shit like that. I feel like that's the the, the dangerous side of it, you know. I think it's good to see the humanity in soldiers because you know, at the end of the day, no matter what job you work, you're still gonna be a human being. But I guess that's the scary part. What if what if people were to romanticize it and were to just you know want to have war? It's the same thing with zombie, like the people who watch zombie movies and they're like, oh my gosh. I want a fucking zombie apocalypse. And if it happens, you're probably fucked. No amount of fantasizing. Unless you're like one of those super rich people who like fantasizes it about it so much that they build like their shelters, they stock up on like munitions, weapons, rations or whatever the fuck. Right? Like those doomsday planners or whatever they're called. Yeah. yeah. Wow, that was a heavy topic. War in our times. War in our times. That sounds like, I feel like that's a book. I feel like that's a book. I'm calling it 2045. There's gonna be a book called War in Our Times. Written by the both of us. <laughs> Me and Josh will, will... If a war were to happen the... the I don't know. In the future... Who knows? Maybe, maybe me and Josh would switch our professions to journalists just so we can write war can you, in our times. Can you imagine fact, having a fucking podcast in the middle of a war? <laughs> that's what I'm saying. That, that's what, uh, also... Yeah, War in Our Times. It's a book by Philip Wilk. Wick. Published 2016. Damn it. He beat us to the... Beat us to the fucking punch. But that, that's what I also wanted to talk about. 
can you think like if a world war were to occur I don't, I, you know, I wonder how the natural flow of things in the world would change. Do you think there would be, I think there would be people like on Twitch, live stream, like, oh shit, thanks for the sub. A, a bomb is about <laughs> to explode in my building. That's a fucking YouTube live. Alright guys, so 50 sub goal. Uh, if we reach this, I'm going to peek my head out of cover <laughs> and see it. If, if I get 100 subs right now, I'll, I'll pull the trigger. <laughs> Give me a thousand subs, I will no cap attempt a 360 no scope <laughs> on an enemy trooper. I just think it's wild. Just the idea of thinking about war in our times. Because like there's so much the internet plays such a big fucking role. And so many people make their livings off of the internet. So I wonder like how that's gonna you know IRL streamers are gonna be like you know, running like in the middle of the battlefield just trying to get content like they run to the opposition and they're like, yo, yo, bro. Like, 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 say hi to chat. Say hi to chat. <laughs> he just gets a gun down or some shit like that. But here, here's the thing about... <clears throat> here's the thing about having a world war. Like, the, 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 okay. the thing that's happening in Ukraine right now and the things the, the war that's happening in the other countries, I feel like it's going to be vastly different when the the, the superpowers really get, get into involved. gear because they have nukes dude and I, I, I feel like they'll hold off on to using that to save majority of the population but if they have to use it they're gonna use it that's a scary thing I feel like nuclear weapons should be like I feel like well is it, wasn't there like a nuclear accord with like the UN or at least with like the global powers yeah. Um, About the use of nuclear weapons. You aren't allowed to create any more nuclear weapons. But there still exists some. Dude, the US has like four thousand nuclear weapons, maybe more. Russia has the same. I know. I think. I think were the US had like twelve thousand. Were they all pre-accord or post-accord? Probably before. No, uh, nuclear missiles. I feel like the. U- I feel like the UN. Yeah, I feel like the UN should have like. I don't like a lock to, to nukes, you know. Wor- worst case scenario, a country becomes too dangerous and, and they have to nuke the place. Okay. All right. I mean, I feel like people will still be, there will still be an uproar about that, but, you know, if it's for the greater good of the world, maybe so, it's acceptable, but, you know. Oh, wait, this is as of 20. Oh, so this is as of 2022. Uh-huh. So nuclear weapons by country. Russia has 6,257. Mm. 1,458 are active, 3,039 are available, and 1,760 have been retired. The U.S. has 5,550, 1,389 active, 2,361 available, and 1,800 retired. And China has 350 available, and apparently they are actively expanding their nuclear arsenal. Is that legal? I know it. Well, I mean, it's China. They're... Alright. They operate... I don't know. Is China part of the UN? Uh, yeah. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Alright, so... um, Governments have negotiated arms control agreements such as the 1970 Nuclear Non-Proliferation Treaty, uh, the 1972 Strategic Arms Limitation Treaty, and the 1991 Strategic Arms Reduction Treaty. 
So the purpose is to inhibit the spread of nuclear weapons. It designates five countries as nuclear weapon states. The US, Russia, China, France, and the UK. Um, under the treaty, the nuclear weapon states agree not to help non-nuclear weapon states develop or obtain nuclear weapons. And the non-nuclear weapons states agree not to attempt to develop or obtain nuclear weapons on their own. So you can't so yeah, make any more if you're so not one of the five. Lo- I guess. Also, if you're part of the five, you can still produce nuclear weapons. It doesn't say that they can't. Ah, that's uh, that's interesting. It's also very interesting that I feel like the, the those five those countries that are listed in that accord or those treaties are probably the countries with the most incentive to produce nuclear weapons given how big they are like how, how basically they're the superpowers of the world right now right yeah wow As of... imagine a nuke being like used in, in in this in this century as of now apparently there are then no there are nine countries with the most nuclear weapons so it's russia the u.s china france UK, Pakistan, India, Israel, and North Korea. We're fucked. Huh. Ah, you, you never know. Memes, Josh. Memes. Memes will... Memes will deter the... a nuclear war in our time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah the, the, the Third World War, and knock on wood, it doesn't happen, uh, will be stopped by Grumpy Cat. Uh, he'll just... By a... Uh... What's, what's that meme? The ugly ginger kid? Ed Sheeran will will sing uh, Shape of You in like the World Peace concert and then all the national leaders will be like we can't we can't go to war I just want to say that Ed Sheeran isn't actually ugly I love you Ed Sheeran I love I love I think Ed Sheeran's not ugly but I don't don't like his new music his music's (laughs) overplayed sorry buddy but it's like I, I, I don't think Ed Sheeran's ugly his music is though. <laughs> here's here's another question. Okay, and we've been talking about war for quite some time, but I I really want to ask this. I I, I, I I say that as if like I it's like I can't go to sleep without your answer, but I can. Do you ever think that North Korea will become a more like domesticated country? And by that I mean it won't be the North Korea it is today. Do you think somewhere along the lines it just becomes like? At peace with the rest of the world. What do you mean by... Or maybe even merges. Oh, like, you mean... There'll be... There won't be a, a hermit... Country. Yeah. And they won't be like a... Country that threatens to nuke other countries. Because they were insulted by other countries. Use everything. If like, they overthrow the current government? Yes. Yeah, I think so. Like, if people are... If enough people are willing to push for change, that it reaches to the point that they actually try to do something about it, then yes. But so you're talking about are you talking about like a national revolution? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, at the end of the day, like if you, if you look at the people in North Korea, and this is by no means their fault, like. The the brainwashing starts at a very young age, and I feel like it's hard to change that as they grow older. Yeah. So we... 
Yeah, I feel like the culture and just how systems work in North Korea is geared towards making sure that things can stay the way they are right now. Yeah. Because, you know, if there were even, like, that little seep of, like, possible rebellion, I think it would have occurred already. Just given how long North Korea has been operating the way it's been operating. If there were, like, even, like, a crack in the system that would allow for that, it probably might have occurred already. Yeah. But that just goes to show, like, how... How good North Korea is at at keeping, you know, their quote unquote normal state of the country, which is kind of insane. Well, it is a dictatorship. It is a dictatorship. So I feel like a lot of the people there, even though they want change, are terrified. Yeah, which is which is also very intriguing because I mean, you know, a dictatorship in like twenty twenty two. It's kind of mad, but you know, it is a very hermit kind of country. You know, no one can go in, no one can go out. It's very much like an island in the itself. There you go. Some, some things to think about for our listeners out there. Uh, this is a very serious episode. This is a very serious stunt episode. Very, it started off like... Yeah, this is a serious stunt episode. Chill and then... That's already the deepest conversation we've had on this podcast. That's true. It's probably the most, like, the deepest with substance. Because I feel like we go in depth about things like the cum jar <laughs> and, 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 like, sex and space pussy and all of that. Jizzing on the jet sheet, jet seat. You know, we go into depth about those things. But, you know, it just goes to show you that after 12,000 hours of, of being podcasters, we, we're, we're, we're well-versed with different things, you know. We, one day we can talk about sex. The next day, we can talk about politics and 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 war. Or the same day, all or on the same day, yeah. Albeit three months apart. Okay, <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah. I guess some some final things. I guess just to talk about the podcast before you know, just to lighten up the mood. There are some days where we record an episode. And it gets edited like two weeks after. <laughs> that's that's on me. It's very it's very hard to edit when you have a lot of things like happening. So yeah, I've been it's been very difficult to edit. I've also been extremely lazy. I will not pretend that I am always busy. <laughs> I am also extremely lazy, so I apologize for that. But I mean, I get you know things to look forward to. I guess for all of our listeners. We will be going back on site, and, and if Josh can, if Josh and I can figure out the whole podcast setup, we might be able to do it a bit more frequently. Uh, maybe. Maybe. What if we just mark. upload Ross? <laughs> like no editing. We'll keep like the one minute pauses we have. <laughs> 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 we'll be that confident in our ability to conversations that they can listen to the shittiest quality podcast like there'll be some episodes where like you're in a bar and i'm in a car <laughs> like on our phone slang it's like it's like a, a screen recording of like a zoom call or whatever or actually yeah, if we I mean, can if we can do it on the same mic like in person that'd be like minimal edits because then i wouldn't have to i I think we can make it work. I feel like we just have to figure out the logistics. Like we'd have to sit apart from each other, like like facing each other. Then the mic would be like dead center. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
but yeah guys we can look forward to it um just know that you know now that it's our 10th episode me and josh have really big things planned for this podcast um we we are you know we're, when you hit the double digits it means something to, to you as a podcast host and you know i know we spent twelve thousand hours on this podcast but to both josh and i it feels like we're just beginning it feels like there's so many more things we can do to improve the quality of the podcast and uh, and then just make it the best podcast we can make. It. Bullshit, but so are we? <laughs> <laughs> so are we? Is this uh, is this when we discuss if we're gonna actually advertise the podcast now? It's our tenth episode, so I can put on social media. Yeah. Or uh, are we gonna keep the, our identities hidden for now? Okay. See, this is how how good we are for podcasts. We can talk about things like not even in the content of the episode. <laughs> in the episode. In the episode. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, th- this is really just this episode then is a real big behind the scenes about about you know the podcasting process, the who we are as people, and you know our thoughts and beliefs about things like war. It really is just a big character study on on me and Josh. So you know you get the privilege of listening to that. Okay. I think that's great. Um, I don't know. We talked about war. So, maybe? I feel like we'll just flip it <laughs> <laughs> So, oh, that's something we have to talk about at the end of this episode if we're actually gonna... Go, go through it. Like, yeah. Should, we have to, we have to talk about there. that. But, I feel like I'm incriminating myself more. I have like six, like five hundred followers on my, my Instagram. That's true. We so, would we would be. Very much advertising in your Instagram because my family follows me. My family follows me too, <laughs> dickhead. <laughs> why why am I the sacrificial lamb in this situation? Because your family is okay with it. No, okay, I will cut this <laughs> part out. And yes, so, so we'll figure it out after <laughs> the podcast. Um, we'll see. We'll see what we end up deciding on. We'll see. Exactly. Um, so, Josh, three three top songs. Um, three songs that, that, that have been blowing your mind. Three top songs. Fuck. I can go first. Oh, yeah, you, go, you, some go, first, you go first. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so um, number one would be uh, a song from Beach Bunny. They got popular because of uh, their song Cloud Nine. I think last year, I actually don't know. I think it was like 2019, 2020, 2021. <laughs> With a three year age, yes. It's somewhere there. But they released an album called um, Emotional Creature. Yeah, so sorry, Cloud Nine was released 2020. They released a song called Emotional Creature and its final track titled love song is one of like like it just it just makes you you know want to fall in love wow and wow yeah i know right i think it's one of the better love songs released this year Mm. um what else was the other one oh a joji an underrated joji track number two that's my number two uh ew from the album nectar 
yeah, yeah. I think for some people it is better than glimpse. It's more painful than glimpse of us, because I don't know that line. The teach me to love just to let me go. I can't believe that I'm not enough. Absolutely banging. Absolutely banging. Bussin, bussin. That's what that is. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I'm hip, guys. I'm cool. The kids. I'm just like the. I'm just like kids. I'm just like kids. I would say I like. Kids. I like kids. Twenty twenty. Just to just to make sure I'm not incriminating myself. And um, what else is there? Uh, I'll I'll just shout out one of my favorite songs then. Um, oh no no here, my my third my third pick, one of the greatest love songs ever written. And I anyone can fight me about this. I will defend my ground. One of the greatest love songs ever written, "Bound to" by Kanye West. I've been bouncing that so so much. Really, one of the greatest love songs. Oh, interesting choice. One of the greatest love songs. Hello, I mean, what, what did he say? The, you know, maybe we could still make it to the church steps, but first, you gotta remember how to forget. After all these long ass verses, I'm tired. You tired? Jesus wept. That is, that deserves to be immortalized. In literature, I don't care what anyone thinks. All right, Josh, top three, hit us. Top three, no one knows. By Queens of the Stone Age. Um, Ace of Spades by Motorhead. By Four of Spades. Okay, okay. And uh, Barracuda, by Heart. So. Very different from Val's choices. Those are all rock songs. So if you guys wanna listen to that, go ahead. It it'll wake you up definitely. There you go. So Josh, any last things you want to say for our tenth episode? Twelve thousand hours into podcasting, what do you want to say? If World War Three ever breaks out, um, expect Val and I to release episodes daily without edits, and as soon as we stop. One of us has gone, <laughs> <laughs> or both, or both. <laughs> or both. Okay, my final message is: If World War Three ever happens, uh, please know that Josh and I will dedicate our lives to being astronauts <laughs> amid the World War to create the greatest culture in existence. <laughs> there you go. Thank you for listening. Uh, stay safe. Wear your masks. Wear your unpublic. Um, do not support war. Yes, do not support uh, war yeah. is a pretty good thing. Do not support war is probably our final message. Yeah, to all the people there out there go. who support war, don't do it. <laughs> don't. <laughs> don't do it. We, if you want to hear an 11th episode, don't support don't war. Don't support war. Actually, fuck you. With what you said, they probably want <laughs> war. Because you'd be uploading every day, you dickhead. I don't, think, I don't think we have enough of a follower base for it to actually influence world events, but... Imagine the next Hitler is one of our fucking <laughs> He's like giving his his speech to like the new the new age of Nazis. He's like, oh yes, Josh and Val inspired me to, <laughs> to, to start this world war. It's a fucking manifesto, and at the end, it's just credits to Josh and Val. Uh, well, be known as like the, the two world, the world's like two most hated people in the world will be hunted like dogs for making a stupid podcast as college students. No. 
We do not support war. If anyone is trying to use like our words to support ideologies to support war, fuck you. We do not support war. Thank you very much for listening. That is episode 10. <laughs>